and he's doing something in your life this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, listen to me, friends. Don't be too self-conscious when you appear before God. Self-consciousness is what gives your flesh the room to reign. When you appear before him, let go so that you have a place. Amen. 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 So some of you also, you were just passive, not active. You were not connecting yourself to what was going on. Place demand on the anointing. I keep on saying this everywhere I minister. Place demand on the anointing. Come to church pregnant. Tell someone the word gives health. Amen. The word of God gives health. The Bible says the entrance of the word. It gives what? Light. Life. Light and brings understanding to the simple. Who is the simple? Or oh, you are the simple? The simple is the one that comes before God with total in surrender. Here am I, Lord. I don't have what it takes, but you have what it takes. And I'm ready for you to minister to me. Amen. And that is the attitude your stature in the faith must be that of a child. As a child, you receive whatever comes to you. Children don't argue. They don't hold on to anger. But we do. So when you come before God, be a child. Amen? Amen. One who doesn't know but trusts in God to teach him or her. I don't know. Do you know that the scripture you think you know most, a day will come when you meet someone who is opening that scripture, but the of the Holy Ghost and you discover that your Bible is not correct. Why? Because the one that wrote is the only one who understands it. The word of God is described in two broad terms that it is... Um, Logos, and then it is Rema. Um, it is written, we have it here. It is there to make, give us assurance, give us hope, to inform and educate us. But that level doesn't produce what we're looking for. Until the word speaks to you, you have not received the word. So the Rema dimensions, when the word is speaking to you, that also means that what I receive as rhema, when I speak it to you, it becomes logos for you until you make it the rhema. So the word of God has the power to make us live above challenges, provided we are able to activate it. Provided we are able to activate it. So if somebody goes to have an encounter with God's word, and receives a rhema and comes to make a declaration. And you just take the declaration like that. It may not work for you until you also sit down on the declaration 
and receive rima out of it. So by all means, you must be involved to make the word work for you. God's word is so powerful. It is what? Powerful. Powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is alive. What translation is that? And active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Soul and what? What kind of surgery is that? And marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, if you have understanding of that scripture, can you give us the, the message? Where is the spirit and where is the soul? It takes the word to divide it. Where is the marrow? It's inside the bone. It takes the word to divide it. So there are things that you consider to be incurable diseases around your life. It is the word that is able to scrape those things out without damaging your organs. When men do surgery, we have all manner of uh, aftermath. But when he does, it is pure. God means what he says. Any argument? What he says goes. Nobody can stop it. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's what? Scrap, scrap Is that how they call it? Good. Cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense. Laying up open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it, no matter what. You have no choice. You just have got to go with it. It has power. To change every situation, every adverse situation, it changes that one. That is the only thing that can enter into your being and then remove what should not be from what should be and leave you healthy without any negative after effects. It's the word of God. And you know, God is so faithful that he has given the word to us free. It's available to everyone. So no rich man or no politician can rule over the word. Praise God. Now, rather humorously, I, I did a little bit of study um, around me. And I discovered that the things that are profitable to us are not for sale. God gives them out freely. And if you check the things around you, the things that would go for your health, they are in abundance. But we don't know them. Even when we know, we despise them. It is now that we are looking for those things. And our technology and our civilization has destroyed many of them. Many of them. If I, now even animals have gone far away. The ones that were close by. I remember in the village some years back, you would just put food on fire and then somebody would carry a gun and enter the bush and bring a game for that meal. 
All the animals have gone far away because we have killed them. Our chemicals have, have killed a lot of plants. They are no longer available. But this word of God, chemicals cannot kill it. Hallelujah. One day out of anger, they put Paul in prison. And he said, I'm in prison though, but the word of God is not in prison. He was there, but the word was working. And this word, I have seen books coming and going extinct. This Bible has never gone extinct. And they tell you the book has gone extinct. But this one doesn't go. And this is the one we don't want to know. This is the one when you carry to read, Satan blows air over your eyes and then you put it down. As soon as you put it down, you turn your television on and you are watching telenovela. And you know the thing, you know it, all their songs, you know how to sing them. Man. You've never gone to India before, but now you are speaking Hindi around here. We read newspapers from cover to cover and make comments here and there. Look at the ones that bring about sports, all these sports, what do you call them? Papers? Read them, read them, and read them. We know all the names of the top players in, uh, in Europe and their wives, their children, their homes. Even the business they do, they, when they defraud, we know everything. But this word of God, which has the capacity to keep us above board. We don't love it. Hello? I am only trying to let you know that you are holding something that is more than a gold mine that you have put under your bed. You only remember on Sunday morning. Your bottle of whiskey has not gone off. A believer that is sipping whiskey every time you say, Bema de also a numbonsa. Bema also a numbonsa. That is what they were saying before you got born again. Now you are born again. One numbonsa. One numbonsa. It is the word that should come out of when you, when, when you yawn, the word must come forth. Even when you yawn, it should be a blessing to somebody. And this is the word that we've been talking about in a place like here where the word is pumped into your system every time and you also keep on injecting it. As they pump it, you go and push it away. They pump, you push. By now, you should be somewhere up there. Oh, Bishop, are you saying that we don't know the word? We know it. I know you know what to use to preach. I know it. You know what to use to preach. That if you go, brethren, where I come from, we eat the word. And then you begin to quote scriptures. And then you begin to open the thing. Yeah. That one you can do. If I bring all of you here one by one, you will give us fantastic messages. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about having the word engrafted in you. You have an integrated thing on your inside. That this word is there. Anytime the need arises, the standard is raised. Hallelujah. These four months should bring total overhauling Amen. to your life. 
these four months. Now, this word of God is quick. That's, it's a life. It is powerful. Two-edged swords are known to be very sharp, but I said this one is sharper than every two-edged sword. It penetrates into your system and then affects things that, you know, it is, it is target-oriented. So when the word comes, it targets something on your inside. Breakthrough bones and everything and go and attack it and then come out free. So the sickness may be sealed in your bones. Surgery cannot go there except they crack the bones and put artificial or iron and the rest of them in your system. But this word of God goes into the bone, open it up because it was created by the word. Opens it up, scrapes, scrapes whatever is not supposed to be there Seal it up without any stitching and leaves everywhere calm and cool. All the men check the ribside and see if there says you have a stitching. All this time that you've been bathed, have you ever seen a cut somewhere there? And you claim, those of you who are married, that this is my better half for my, for my ribs, my side. God took her from my. Check where she came from. The word of God has such enormous power. The Bible says it is the power of God towards salvation. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. And this same word verse 17, it brings, brings us to points of faith. And then we keep on growing in faith as the word of God enters our spirit. Now God created man. He formed the man. He formed the man with clay. And then he put his breath into the man. And the internal organs were created. Blood came from that spirit. So God did not create the organs okay, like using clay. This is heart. This, no. He just formed the man, the outward coat that you see. This coat that you have a lot of respect for. This is your body. Oh, we love our bodies. We adorn and adore the bodies. When it comes to ladies, they have time. One hour sitting in front of the mirror and addressing the body. This one that when somebody dies, we pay money and put in the mug. Kako. Inside mug. Sometimes for one year, the person's, uh, this carcass is in the mug. And we are paying money to keep it alive, even though dead. And then we bring it out after one year and we look at this and then we begin to cry. And we buy caskets, expensive ones, and put this thing inside. God used clay to form it. But to make it work, work, and make it attractive, he put his spirit there. When the spirit of God went in there, then something came on on your inside. It is your spirit man, which is your real person. So it is better for us to pay attention to our, our inner man than the body. When the inner man is strong, your body is wonderful. I have been saying something. I keep on saying. I keep on. I will say it until I go away from this earth. Everyone who is born again is beautiful and handsome. What makes you beautiful is the glory of God. Anytime you are angry, check yourself in the mirror. 
and you will discover that you are a frightful person. If are you frighten people, your face is enough to make a child have, um, what do you call it? A, a, a convulsion. Yes, it's right, that's it. When you are angry. No, please try and check it. In your, the, the, when you, your anger goes up, just check yourself. You and a monster, no difference. There's no beauty, no comeliness at all about you because you have submerged the glory of God that's upon your life. So when you work on the inner man, everything about you becomes glorious. Even if you put tattered clothes on your body, it, it looks fantastic. Somebody says, ah, brother, I remember one false share that I had. False, not false though. It wasn't in first grade, it was about third grade. I went for one fasting program like that. I was on for two weeks. I came back wearing my shirt. And the glory of God entered the shirt. And then people, where did you buy this one from? I said, what is wrong with these people? This one, by all means, came from abroad. Why not? It came from abroad. Some of the things that came from abroad, they come by cargo, by plane. Others travel by sea. That one came by sea. And when he got here, they organized funeral for the brethren and left that one, no funeral for him. Because it was not the kind they wanted to see. But when God's glory entered into it, it made it available to everybody's eyes, seeing the glory of God. What makes you handsome and beautiful is the God inside you. So pay attention to that spirit man. Let him have access to the spirit of God every time. And grow it with, your, with the word, the word of God. And you'll be something else. Stop deceiving yourself. Glory to God. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives what? The flesh prophets what? The words that I speak to you, they are what? And what? So the word of God, I always say, appears in a capsule form. It's a capsule. Topaya. Inside the capsule, you have the things that heal, the things that bless, the things that transforms the life of people. But it is inside the capsule. Until the capsule dissolves, I mean the coating dissolves, what is there cannot affect your body to bring healing to you. But you see, the outer thing is a sugar thing that they put around there. You know, because most times the, what is inside is bitter. So when you take it, it gets into your system. And the heat over there dissolves the outer coat. And then what is in it begins to work in your body. And God said that is what his word is. The letter. I said this letter kills. But the spirit in it gives us what? Life. So inside the word of God, there's a spirit, or the spirit of God is there, and the life of God is in the word. It is not the life of men. It's the life of God and the spirit of God inside that capsule called the word of God. Anytime that word enters into you, so the entrance of the word, what does it do? It gives what? And, and what? Brings understanding to the simple. If you swallow it one in the morning, one afternoon, one evening, in two weeks, you will see a change in your situation. 
Why? Because there's something in God's word. It's ordinary. That's the reason why you don't go to read God's word just without any preparation. You don't. Sit down. Like one day I made a statement when pastor was having, uh, we had a worship thing here. And I, was it here or what? I made a statement. I said, begin to worship before you worship. It was here. Before you get up from your seat to go and be singing, you should be singing on your seat. You should be having the worship thing, the spring of water is bubbling up like that. When you come in here, you will flow. I don't like people who now go there before they start praying. Let's pray in tongues. What are you praying in tongues for? So you can sing. My wife always says, go home and prepare. Don't waste no time. Some of them, after we've done a whole lot of prayer, you come up, Brendan, let's pray. Lift up your hand. What are you babbling about? Flow from where you are. So as soon as you land here, you take us up and we are going. You now come and break our, our, our what do you call it? The flow. You just come and break it. Did another, another prayer session. Why are you, you see, go and sit down. You were called to come and sing. Not to come and pray. So when you say, let us pray, you say, go sit, sit. You vanish from the altar yourself. And then that should let you know that for the next two, three months, you will never sing. If you are heavy, remove the heaviness at home before you come. So when you are going to the word of God, it is spirit and life. They don't use machete. They don't use knife. Their spirit is a spirit to spirit. It is life to life. So you, you prepare yourself. It's not 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It can be a moment. If you are always enjoying the presence of God, you don't need to do any extensive before you flow. You don't, you don't need to. So I'm not saying that now spend one day to fast before you go and read Bible. No. But, but you should tune yourself. Ready for it. Ready. And when you pick the word, the Holy Ghost will begin to speak to you. What comes from there is what you need to change your situation. All of us, we have heard this one statement. Himself took our sicknesses and our diseases. Have we not heard it? Have we not been saying it? And so where is it? So why can't we believe it? It is better to spend one month to believe that one than adding more scriptures. I have a lot of healing scriptures. Okay, one, but two, but he sent forth his word. He healed them and delivered them from their afflictions. But you begin to, you begin to give. Okay, are you a teacher or a practitioner? So what we're saying is a very simple matter. Take your time, develop your spirit man, and then go to God's word with that understanding that it is going to be a spirit-to-spirit encounter and life-to-life encounter because the word of God is spirit. So that when you sit down to study God's word, you should not get up empty. Something tangible should happen to your spiritual life. And when your spirit man is awake, then your body also responds. Enipa Christoni we are home home. Oh, so near there. Okra, good. And now, Tihunamu. Hunamu, a you feel. Hunamu, a day. 
you can see houses with heavy paintings, very beautiful on the outside. But when you go in there, you won't like to stay there. There are some also very ugly on the outside, but going in there, powerful. Powerful. Everything in the house is neat. Everything is orderly. But you have an outer beauty, and when you go in there, it's, it's, not, it's not less than a Mokola approach after the ladies have gone home. Pastor, why they look to me like this? You know, when, when the women go home, that's when you know what's happened in that place. When soldiers are fighting, are fighting, you won't know what is going on until they leave. When they go on break, that's when you see that human flesh is littering everywhere. You see all manner of things destroyed in the course of the fight. The same thing with some people's homes. They dress nice, beautiful. So those two guys who were following um, um, John the Baptist, when John introduced Jesus to them, they now ask him, they say, Master, where is your house? We want to go with you. What were they looking for? This man's outside, outward, outward testimony is wonderful. So let's go and see what is inside there. So you are, you are a, great, a great singer, a great um, you know, man of God here. You just quote scriptures and do all manner of things. We want to see something about your life at home. And when we mention your name. So, so in the church, they see you, oh, sister, sister, brother, brother. When you go to your place, they don't see anything. You know what is wrong with you? The word of God has never gotten roots in your life. When it enters, you will change. The day that scripture will open to you, you don't need to pray. Don't have to. It, it's, it's enough. In Luke chapter 1, 37. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So the word of God has enough power resident in it to produce what the word is saying. What did God say in Isaiah 55 and verse what? 10 and 11. Yeah, go ahead. As the rain and snow come down from heaven, uh -huh. and return not there again, yes. but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, yes. that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, yes. so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Yes. It shall not return to me void. Never. It must produce effect. It won't come to me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. And it shall not find the place. Because the word is empowered. It's what? Empowered. So the moment the rhema comes to you, the revelation in God's word comes to you, it produces, it works for you. So don't, 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 don't be rushing. When you are reading your Bible, when you ask, don't rush. You are not in any competition with anybody. You are looking for something. There's a purpose for which you went there. Now make sure you get that one. Take your time to learn to meditate on God's word, to receive the life that is in it. When it comes, it enters into your system and changes things. Hallelujah. It changes things. 
this prayer that we've been praying and making utterances these few days, if you keep on talking those scriptures yourself, a time is going to come when you begin to see that some things have happened in your life that you never even know when it started. You will know. You will not know. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell your image that you're speaking to yourself, that I am not, I'm not the tail. I'm the head. And you keep on saying it. You keep on saying it. You see, the words of your mouth instruct your heart. And your heart now turns around to inform your mouth again. So a cycle that is not vicious, but a glorious cycle comes to be. Seminar wo kano, a kawa kuma, a chewa kuma, No akuma so e kabich no. You can't have the word of God in your heart and be speaking nonsense. It's not there. Even when you open your mouth, it won't come. It won't come. And when it comes, you feel so down. It's as if you have offended God. You know that something is wrong. Spend time on God's word. Think on the word. Let the spirit in the word now affect your system. And before you know that which has become your challenge for a long time, you look for it, you won't find it. Why? Because revelation is what brings faith. What you see, you cannot doubt it. That's my simple definition of faith. Revelation. Revelation in God's word is what produces faith. The King James says, Romans 10, verse 17, So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message. That came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. So the word of God speaks. When he speaks to you, that's revelation. And that revelation makes you see. And what you are seeing, you cannot doubt it. So you want to walk in faith, then you've got to go by meditating upon God's word for revelation. So, Rema is the access way to faith. Why are we bringing faith here? This word of God has the power to produce, but it will not do until the one who wants it done will apply faith. Just believe in what God is saying. Do what? Believe it. So, it is your choice whether the word will work for you or not. Let's spend much more time and good time. The best time I have known in my life is the night when people are sleeping. No disturbance. Sit down. Take about one hour. Sit down in the night. In the night. Deep inside night. And then sit on God's word. Something you want from God. Sit down there and let the word speak to you. Take your time. Don't rush. Think on the word. Begin to talk the word to yourself. Begin to talk it to yourself. It is you alone. And very soon you discover that something is changing. Your thinking. When you go to the hospital, they give you time for healing. When you finish the dosage, they tell you to go for another dose. And sometimes they just target three months. 
they want to see that in three months' time it will be better. Why are you rushing when you go to God's word? Sit down and take the dosage. Chapter 4 of Hebrews and verse 2. What does it say? Can we read it together? The word of God came to all of us. He said they didn't profit some people because what? They did not believe it. They didn't believe it. They didn't act on the word. They didn't mix the word with faith. So to some, it will prosper them. To others, it will not because they made a choice. It will be like reading newspapers. Dead news. Dead news. How many of you believe in the word of God? Oh, everybody. How many of you act on God's word? The number has reduced. Testament is by choice. Faith is by choice. And in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Now, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's a very powerful scripture. You can preach messages on that one over and over again. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. He is what? He is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. He is not, the issue is not worse, but he is. A rewarder of they that diligently seek him. What are you seeking him for? If it is healing, he is. Hallelujah. If it is prosperity, he is. If it is favor, he is. There is nothing that doesn't have to give to you. So you must believe that he is. Not that he was. It's not what somebody said, but what you heard. Hello? What you heard and believed is what works for you. When you see men of God who are talking, talking deep things, don't be worried. It's the same Bible. Just take your time and dig deep. Dig what? Deep. God is no respecter of persons. Pay the price. Go for Rima. The Rima will bring you the point of faith. When faith comes, results will come. In chapter 5 of John's Gospel, there's a story of a man who was by the pool of Bethesda. He had been there for 38 years. How many years? 38 years. But I say, we know, sit down, look at the thing well, well. If you look at well, you go see something. 38 years, this man was by the pool. Every single day, he saw maybe one person got healed. When the angel came, one person. One year, 365 days or 66, according to, you know. And then he, that's how he was seen. 
and he saw himself not being able to get it. So he came to a point of understanding that he was going to, was going to spend his life by that pool and that he would die there. He came to a point of knowing that he, hadn't, he didn't have the capacity to go into that river. He accepted his fate that he would die there. So whether the angel came or not was not important to him because any time he tried, somebody else went in first. So he just gave up. This 38 days has changed the man's personal, what do they call it? His persona. The man, some things formed in him. He was changed. He came to accept some things. I am not able to be healed. That's all. I cannot. My situation is above change. I cannot. Sometimes we sit down there when we read your story. We say when Jesus came and said, without made whole, and the man was telling stories. You don't know. He was a man full of stories. Because that's what he has been doing for the past 38 years. Everybody has abandoned him. Okay, other people were carrying their people into the river. Where were, where, where were his own people? They had given up. They were tired. Pray to God that you don't become an invalid. By the time you stay in bed for one month, two months, everybody will begin to look for a way to go because you, your weight alone is enough to walk them away. Whether you are slim or whatever, when you become bedridden, you gain weight. And before you know, nobody comes around you because they don't see any hope. Even believers who come to pray with you say, ah, we are tired though. Father, you better let this man go home. Let him go. Don't become an invalid. That man was an invalid by that place. And he was there, 38 years. And the Bible said when Jesus saw him, he knew he had been there for a long time. So what he said was not surprising. He says, there are things you say, surprise God though. God did not bypass faith. Take note of that one. He didn't. The man's unbelief was not what healed him. God didn't have compassion. But the man exercised faith. Jesus told him, Rise, take up your bed and go. And the man rose. It is not said that Jesus carried him. No. The single word, rise. How can a man rise if the man is feeble? For that man to rise, the sickness that took him there must be healed. So that rise gave the man some understanding that if this man is saying as he rise, it means the challenge has been taken care of. So he rose. He took the bed and then started going. That was a step of faith he took. Rise up. Take your bed. Walking on water. And then Peter said, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. That word come that Jesus pronounced. He said, come. Peter got out from the boat. If this man says I should come, then I can go. He has given me the capacity to do The power in the word is on O and he step on us. The faith ended there because the word had ended. And then he began to sing and he cried for help and Jesus gave him help. Listen. 
doesn't matter. Sit down there and then pronouncements come from the altar and will work for you. Don't. He's here. He knows that one foot behind you and then uh, they, they, they hold your head and they. The word is spoken goes on them for anywhere. Jesus. He just touched the cloth. Jesus said, who touched me? Of me. Do not know. It was a touch of the heart. For she has said to herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So I want into, you tap there with your playmon. Can I do so I can reach out? You better reach out before you bring the offering. Reach out and touch the person with your heart and take what belongs to you. God wants me to do something, I do what he wants me to do. The rest is for him to do. Not this one that you push people and then you begin to steal money from church and do a manner of things. It will make you rich. You gather curse upon your body. You destroy your ministry. So you are in this assembly here. Kill familiarity. Family what? Kill it. Some of you are very close to this man and you think you are so close to him so, so something will drop on you naturally. You are wasting your time. There is a difference between being close and being close. So in, in, when you think you are so close to him, you begin to misbehave. It's normal. I've seen them around before. You begin to misbehave. You take things for granted because I'm close to pastor, I'm close to bishop. I can do anything I want to do. I do it and go through. Nobody can do anything. I will be the first person to betray you. <laughs> no, this woman is here. Ask her. Don't do that thing. It's not going to bless you. Why are you here? How long are you going to be here? You don't know. Tomorrow, an opening comes and you have to travel away somewhere. You were brought here to tap something and carry it along. You are not paying attention to it. We are the ones that carry Bishop's bag. CCU, card control unit. <laughs> Surveillance. We won't allow you to see Bishop. Can't go in here. Can't go in here. Okay, Peter and James and John, we won't allow you to come. They were there, and Thomas was full of doubt. Peter was full of fear. All of them were around him. This old woman, weak woman, came from and then and then warmed her way. He just warmed her way out in, through to that place, touched the thing, and got his, his miracle. And when Jesus was now saying that somebody had touched me, they said, oh, "Why are you talking like this? Everybody is pushing you now. The crowd is just touching you anyhow. Why are you saying somebody? Has, somebody has touched me. It's a different one." Peter, it took the Holy Ghost to heal him. Afraid man. Walking with a man of boldness, and he couldn't tap into it. Thomas, until I see, I don't go believe. Everything Jesus thought about faith didn't mean anything to Thomas at all. But one woman inside somewhere only heard that Jesus is passing through. He said, When I touch him, I'll be whole. He never attended this school. He know go school, the kind of school they went, but she got a miracle. Somebody will come from outside, come to church this one day, like this, and then tap a miracle here. And they come and share testimony. And then you sit down there and say, ah, but we've been here for long. You are not here. You have been present. The day you'll be here. 
you will touch it. Listen, this is for your own good. Learn to tap into blessings. Somebody shares testimony, shake hands with the person, and be pregnant while you are shaking their hands because you are looking for what the person is looking for. Somebody is pregnant here, and you are praying for the person, and you two are looking for baby. Yes, now they look. You are watching film. <laughs> Somebody has gotten a job. He comes to give testimony. You are jobless, and then you are watching film. They pray, say, me, 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 the message is coming. And suddenly you wear a referee dress. And uh, why is that grace here? Why is not here today? This word is for him, for her. God deliberately brought this word today. And look at all this. Today she's not here. And you are the one God is talking to. But you have become a distributor. And you pass balls. Uh, which position is that? Number six? Huh? Uh, distribute two balls, no? Okay. Uh, six. A bad watch. No, they are man nine. A bad watch. No, they are man seven. A bad watch. No, they are man. Mumungo she go. Me dey hear them, Jina. 